Welcome to the Steel Study Podcast here on this wonderful Saturday, October 23rd, 2021, episode number 25. It's the Ryan Clark episode. What a beast my man was at safety back in those 08 Super Bowl teams, laying the wood. I'll still never forget that big play, that big hit that he had on Willis McGahee in the AFC Championship game in Hinesfield. I happened to be there. Man, you could feel that up in the stands, up in the nosebleeds. But again, so glad that you're joining me here today on this Saturday, episode number 25 of the podcast. And as I always start the show, it's supremely important because if it wasn't for you listening to my work or reading my articles on the still study, this wouldn't be possible. So credit where credit is due. My gratitude to you. Thank you so much for being a supporter. I appreciate you for sharing my work with your family and friends and spreading the message of the still study. It helps me to grow this site. I'm in this for the long haul. And I just want you to know, I'm appreciative that you've been with me every step of the way. I would love to connect with you get your question, comment, concern on the show, you can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. So please, let's make that connection. And then also too, just want to put a plug in for the other podcast that I do with Jim Wexel of the Still City Insider. Jim is a wealth of Pittsburgh Steelers knowledge, insight, and experience, having covered the team since 1995. Every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m., we are up bright and early recording our weekly podcast, which is called The Steelers Insider. We publish that between 6 and 6.15 a.m. every Tuesday, and I highly encourage you to check that out. It is linked in the show notes of this podcast. A lot of fun working with Jim. He tells it like it is, and we will actually be off this week because it's the Steelers' bye, but following that Cleveland Browns contest, we will have an episode up on Tuesday, November 2nd, so be sure to check that out. So, the Cleveland Browns, with Case Keenum, without Baker Mayfield, score the victory against the Denver Broncos, 17 to 14. It was a close victory, but what stood out is that Keenum is more than capable of leading that Browns offense. He was efficient, he was steady, he played winning football. And he has a history of playing winning winning football. He's played in Minnesota when they had a nice season with Kevin Stefanski, his current head coach. And that undrafted rookie running back, man, he was just burning up the Broncos to the tune of 140-plus yards. And the Browns moved to 4-3 and three and are primed for the contest against the Steelers on Halloween, October 31st. Baker Mayfield... We knew that he had a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, but we also found out 
that he has a fractured bone as well. I believe it is his humerus. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. So there is speculation that he is not going to be ready to play against the Steelers. And you can look at that a couple of different ways. One, you could look at it being an advantage for the Steelers, being that their starter isn't out there. You could look at it as it puts the Steelers at a disadvantage because if he was out there, he would not be able to perform at his highest level due to that injury. Or you could look at it from the perspective of Case Keenum will be on the field. And being that he hasn't played much in that Browns offense, sure there's film on him from the Vikings, but he's kind of a wild card. And the Steelers won't have a 100% read on what to expect from that offense. They will somewhat based on the prior games with Mayfield, but Keenum has a different skill set. He doesn't have the arm that Mayfield has. But it is an advantage. Without your starting quarterback leading your team, it's a it's an uphill battle. So this is something worth monitoring in between now and next week's game. But it doesn't look like Mayfield will go. You could be certain that he is doing everything in his power that medical staff is doing everything in its power to have him ready for the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised if it's announced that he will start. Whether or not he'll make it through the game, that's a different question. But this is this is a critical game for the Steelers. This game carries so much importance in terms of how the rest of the season will play out. That I know for the last two weeks, I've said they have been must-win contests. I'm going to go out there again and say, if this team wants to compete for the postseason, they have to win against the Browns. You might be saying, well, Jeremy, you can't say that every game's a must-win. Every game's a must-win. Well, when you start one and three... Guess what? Every game's a must win until you can get in a position to where you have some breathing room. They ha- they don't have breathing room yet at 500, especially with that schedule that's coming up. So I can't underscore the importance of this Browns contest enough. It is a must win game. If the Steelers can go into Cleveland and generate a win. Think about this. They're going to move to four and three. They'll pick up a divisional win. They're going to put Cleveland behind the eight ball with a divisional loss. And Cleveland will still have to go to Pittsburgh. And Cleveland still has to play the Bengals and the Brown, excuse me, the Bengals and the Ravens twice. A Steelers win doesn't completely eliminate the Browns, but it puts them in a position where they're going to have to fight and claw and scratch to stay relevant. 
but it would push the Steelers to four and three. And then you have the Bears, led by a rookie quarterback, Monday night at Heinz Field. That should be a win. That is a winnable game for the Steelers. Not trying to get ahead of myself, but you beat Cleveland, then you beat the Bears. Move the five and three. Then the week after, you have the Lions, led by Jared Goff. The Lions have been playing poor football. Winnable game at Heinz Field. You move to six and three. If this team can get to six and three before they play the Chargers and start their gauntlet part of the schedule, they are in good condition to contend for that postseason berth, which has to be the primary goal. Forget division championship, forget seeding, all that nonsense. This team needs to set its sights on let's get into the tournament. That has to be their focus, their goal. And there's been a lot of talk about the identity of this team. I'll tell you about the identity of this team. It's going to be a team that, and I keep repeating this, this is going to sound redundant, that's going to fight, claw, scratch, punch, kick, throat punch, pull your hair out, bite you, whatever. They're going to do whatever it takes to get into the dance. They've got to fight every week because they're growing, they're improving, so that they have an opportunity at the end of the season to make a run in the postseason. This team will be a better team in January than it is now. They have to find a way to win and to overcome their shortcomings, their deficiencies right now, so they can stay in the hunt. So this is going to be a gritty, ugly team. And you should expect that. You should expect ugly football for the next several weeks. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to lose those games because I will say this. This team does have heart. This team does show that they don't quit. And Tomlin's teams have always been resilient in that way. That's why his teams have never lost more than eight games. And I can't see them dropping more than nine games this year with the way the 17-game schedule set up. But the identity right now, this is an ugly winning football team that fights that's persistent. And the reason why it's ugly is because they are in flux, they are growing, they are evolving. They have to find a way to win ugly until these pieces fully come together and start clicking and firing on all cylinders. If they can get to six and three, build more confidence, build more confidence. The second half of the show here today, I wanted to spend some time. Then maybe starting ahead. that Chargers game, we'll see a different unit who is ready to play out with the big boys. I know I've spent a lot of time in the forecasting AFC. how and these here's next the thing. 11 games will They're going to play all the big boys transpire. So if the Steelers are going to make the playoffs, but come January, I this look team even will be further tested. Ahead we will know to what this team's all about. We will 2022 see 2022 because the average season and I know that may seem that they're playing now is not going to cut it. A ways off, but 
You know how these things go. So they go. have you to blink. grab another gear against the and Browns. The month you thought was April win, was now October. They're going to win the next two. They will so be just six a little and primer. Three. And I'll and then start it's game hitting on more on this as the season goes on, as we get closer to December and January, and and then that schedule shift gears into draft mode that runs hopefully the Chargers through not too soon. the Ravens at the end of the season. That would mean the season would end. But four. If they can hit six and I'm three and then go four and four, that's ten and seven. That's postseason and draft that's information. Post-season. Probably I'm here while to tell the you season they can is get still it going on. Just so, but it's going to be ugly. I myself get ready be informed, for ugliness. So I can also inform you're going to have those the, the same readership and the listenership out there. That Seahawks game about what you're like, expect. Yeah, it's a win. But, but in terms of the Steelers, next season you got to give this team the biggest question is going to be a better team at the end of the season than it is. Ben right is going to return for another year, but if they can Based find on ways play, to win thus far in this development, this will be process. the end for him. This will be his final season. Then they'll have an unless opportunity he has some type of miraculous explosion out there where he's playing better again. It's not that he's playing bad, but in terms of adding value to the offense because he is so limited in terms of his mobility I don't see him returning next season so the Steelers will be in a market for a quarterback we've heard the rumors that Tomlin wants a veteran in that spot next season whether that means Mason Rudolph or someone else Aaron Rodgers has been rumored but that seems like a pipe dream And you would have to think that if the Steelers are in any position to select a quarterback in the NFL draft next year early, they would do so if they like the prospect. There are a lot of names being thrown out there right now. I know a lot of people right now are high on Kenny Pickett from the University of Pittsburgh. We'll have to see how his season plays out. But we know that's an area, that's a position that the team will be exploring this offseason. Running back's going to be set with Harris. Probably going to need some depth there. Because Benny Snell has shown what he is. Not sure if Balazs will be around after this season. Who knows with Anthony McFarlane, if they're going to continue to give him an opportunity. We'll have to see now that he's not injured anymore, what he could do as he gets some touches. Wide receiver, they are definitely going to make a move at the wide receiver position because they need a burner. They don't have someone who could take the top off the defense, so they could prioritize that position And typically, they draft in the later rounds. It's not going to be somebody they're going to take in the first round. But also remember, too, that the Steelers are going to have a significant amount of salary cap space that they could pursue somebody in free agency. So keep that in mind. Tight end, they're going to be satisfied with Freyermuth. Ebron, will. this will be his last season. Gentry's a decent backup. They'll probably look at a second-tier tight end to complement Freyermuth. And then along that offensive line... They'll be looking to upgrade and improve that. It's still too early to make any decisions or to forecast out changes they would make there. 
I think they want to give their young guys some time to develop, that being Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green. In terms of a core four and Trey Turner, they may not be given as long of a leash and they could be looking to upgrade those spots. On the defensive side of the football, that defensive line is getting young. Getting young. (laughs) Yeah, aging backwards. They're getting older. They're going to need some depth at that that position. They did draft Isaiah Loudermilk this year, but he is depth. We're not sure what he can provide, but they're going to have to start grooming somebody because Stephon Tewitt and Cameron Hayward are getting up there in age. Outside linebackers, they're fine in terms of their two starters. I would love to see Melvin Ingram return for another year. If anything, they may be in the market for a number three. It's inside linebacker. That's going to be an interesting position to monitor. If Devin Bush doesn't improve Could they be looking to upgrade the inside linebacker position? And they're going to have to determine whether or not they're going to pick up his 50-year option here after this season. Right now, based on his play, it doesn't seem like they're going to do so. And Joe Schobert, you know, has he shown enough? Not sure. So that could be a position that they look to upgrade through free agency or in the draft if there's somebody out there that they really like. Cornerback is a position they're definitely going to need to upgrade. (coughs) Excuse me. Joe Hayden, this is probably his last season. So they may be looking at whoever's the top-tier cornerback in free agency. They'll probably give another opportunity to Cameron Sutton, rightly so. He's still developing and growing. They're going to have to re-sign Minka. And then Terrell Edmonds, more than likely, this is his last season. He's going to be finished, so the Steelers could be in the market for a safety. So it's not a lot of positions that the Steelers have to upgrade and focus on this offseason, but it's the biggest position that has the largest question mark surrounding it. And it's the one position that you can't count on the draft to fill the need and that's quarterback and so either they're going to be comfortable to ride with Mason Rudolph next year which more than likely knowing how the Steelers like to be a stable organization they like to be consistent more than likely that's how they're going to operate and proceed I think it would take I don't want to say that it's a would be a, have to be a miracle in order for Aaron Rodgers to get here or for the team to land Russell Wilson in, in a trade. It's just too much would have to be given up for that to happen. I just don't know if I could envision that. I don't think it's realistic. More than likely, Rudolph's going to be the guy. If they're in a position to do so, they'll draft somebody to come in. And again, that's assuming that Ben Roethlisberger plays the way he is playing at this point in the season. 
But again, I'll be starting to do a look at pending free agents for next year, who's going to be available in free agency. We'll start getting into the draft. Again, want to start looking at that sooner rather than later so that I can provide you with that information so you can be prepared for the 2022 NFL Draft. And just to finish up today's podcast, going to talk a little bit more about Ben Roethlisberger and his season thus far. And, and again, I just said I, I think this will be his final season. You know, it's not that he has played poorly this year. He hasn't. Again, I've been using the word average to describe this whole team's performance. And I think Ben fits into that category, maybe a tiny bit above average in some cases on some throws. But it's also important to point out that he's had how many missed interceptions, dropped interceptions, where he's hit a guy right in the hands. He hit a safety right in the face this weekend. It should have been a pick against the Seahawks, but he's avoided those. And if teams could have squeezed the ball a little bit harder, you know, that interception number that he has would be north of what it is now. And you can just see, you can see he doesn't have that mobility to move around like he used to. He still has a decent arm. He could still sling it. There's no doubt about that, but when you don't have all of your faculties working together in unison and one of them drops off in terms of its effectiveness, there is a corresponding decrease in effectiveness in that area that is your strength. And I think that's what we're seeing. He's shown that he's still able to play good football, decent football, but he's going to have to show a lot more the second half of the year in order for this team to make the postseason. He could do it, there's no doubt. If this running game could be a bit more productive, if they could develop a consistent threat down the field, and that's going to have to come in the form of either James Washington or Chase Claypool. He's a big-bodied receiver. He has that speed. He just hasn't been consistent. And we haven't seen the playmaking that he put up last year, especially early in the season. So again, to come back full circle, what has to happen over this bye? I guarantee you the coaches, that coaching staff is in deep study of their own tendencies of what has worked for them, what hasn't worked for them. They're evaluating their players They're coaching up their players. They're trying to find a way to get this thing rectified. And again, I always say it, that's the beauty of NFL football and of an NFL season. You just never know. You never know, just when you're ready to give up, somebody emerges. 
and your team's new hero comes out of nowhere to step up and just take over and dominate games. You know, that player could be waiting in the wings to emerge, somebody we haven't even thought about. Or maybe it is Ben who has a revival and just plays lights out on fire. He's inspired and motivated. It can happen. That's what's so great about sports. That's what's so great about the NFL. And you know what? You got to have hope like that for your team. Otherwise, it's not that fun to watch. But I'll put it in the books now. I'll write it down. Despite that three-game losing streak, this team will finish no worse than 9-8 and eight or 8-9. Eight and nine. I don't see it. And the reason I don't see it is because I feel like there's too much pride and grit and perseverance on this team. And they'll get it together. And that is it. That is the conclusion of today's episode, number 25 of the Still Study Podcast. So grateful that you've joined me, that you spent this Saturday with me, or maybe you're listening to this on a Sunday. My gratitude to you. Thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study. I encourage you, please continue to share my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And also, please give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. I would love to connect with you. And don't forget to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel every Tuesday. We record at 5 a.m. We post it at 6 a.m. between 6 and 6.15. It's a great show. Please be sure to check it out. And I hope you have a great weekend. Maybe take some time to relax. Get away from football for a moment. And appreciate the fact that we get to actually enjoy our Pittsburgh Steelers. And remember this too. I know I was talking about Ben and I've been saying this a lot too this season. Enjoy and savor these moments with Roethlisberger because this could be the end. This could be it. This could be his final season. And despite how he goes out, he's given a lot to the city of Pittsburgh and a lot to us as fans. And let's hope he can go out a winner. And I hope all of you have a wonderful, splendid, spectacular Saturday, a great weekend. This is Jeremy signing out for the Steel Study Podcast. Peace.